Blog Talk Radio. to Spirituality Today with Jamie Sanders and Denise Jurgen here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Inspiration, empowerment, and discussion to help you in living an abundant spiritual life. Now here's your host, Jamie Sanders, along with Denise Jurgen. Welcome to another live broadcast of Spirituality Today. I'm Jamie Sanders coming to you from Pensacola, Florida, along with my amazing co-host, Denise Jurgen, who is coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee. And we want to welcome you to this show today. It's a very special show for us because today, Denise and I are huge fans of New Thought music. Many people listening um, who follow spirituality today or unity, religious science, you understand what new thought music is about. But we're excited today because we're going to premiere the newest release. It's a double CD by Grammy-nominated Karen Taylor Good and her singing songwriting partner uh, Stowe Daly. And the new CD is called Beautiful Brokenness. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're excited to be playing segments of this CD so that you, the listeners, can get a taste of this new exciting music that is inspirational. It is uplifting, and it will help you with your journey as you open your heart wider to spirit. So we want to check in first with my co-host today in Nashville, Tennessee. Denise, what's going on in your world? Well, you know, I've got quite a bit going on. I'm getting ready to go this weekend to a training of people that want to be community leaders, and there's a 100 of us that were picked to go to the Alex Haley Farm and I'm excited I've never been there. It's in Clinton, Tennessee. He was the man who wrote Roots. And I think it's going to be a, a an interesting challenge for myself because, as I've shared with you, our congregation, I'm asking people this year to step up and be a force for good in this world. And so I'm going to just get some ideas. But, you know, I'm so excited today that we're talking about music because, you know, we are Unity of Music City. And probably one of the things that people know about us the most is is music uh, because we thread it in and through our entire service on Sunday morning. And, you know, I don't know two people who know that any more than the two people we have here today that know the power of getting a message across through music. So I am just thrilled that we have them here today. Yeah, I am too. Um, this, this CD, I mean, I've got 
the work that the, Karen's done on her own, that Stowe's done on her own. But mm-hmm. when they come together, I always remind them there is there is something mystical and magical that happens, whether they're writing or performing together, that it is just life-changing for people who are in their presence when they perform. So with the release of this new CD, I knew immediately that it would be fun for us to have them on because, you know, your, your music at your church at, at Unity of Music City um, I travel and speak at a lot of churches, and music is always such an important factor to the service. There's people who will never hear a lick of the music and feel it, but then there's people who will never hear a lick of the message, but they felt the music. So music yeah. is key. And then, of course, you know, you have Dr. Judy Blackwelder, who is your music person and writes all the music for your church. So, And we've had Judy on the show before, and so when we can talk about um, music, how it affects people, what um what it stirs in people. I mean, I'm always amazed. I don't trust people that don't feel music. You know what I'm saying? Me I either. I up. don't at all. You, and I, I kind I of hear actually some giggles in the background, so we probably have two other people that are feeling exactly the same way. <laughs> so, um, Karen and Stowe, how did, let, let's just give our listeners who may have not had the opportunity to hear how you two came together, tell a little bit first about your own uh, music careers and then how you found each other. Oh, wow. Well, first of all, thank you for having us on. We are so excited to be here. I always love to talk about music. Well, you start, Stowe. I'm Stowe. Um, well, I came I came to Nashville back in 87, so I've been here 30 years. Of course, I was pursuing um, that musical dream of being a singer, songwriter, and uh, came here and met some fabulous songwriters and um was fortunate enough to have a few cuts and um, feel feel that energy, you know, getting songs on the radio. But um, and she wrote with Garth Brooks before he was Garth Brooks. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a brief history of for me. Yeah, and this is Karen. And so I came, um, I think, in '90. As no, no, I was here before. Anyway, oh my God, it was so long ago. <laughs> Uh, um, and I was, I came as a singer first. So when I came to town, Judy Fricky, Janie Fricky had just left Janie to, become a, to, be, to become a star, and I eased into her slot, so I sang a lot of oohs and ahs on lots of people's <laughs> albums. <laughs> yeah, the likes of uh, Dolly and yeah, Billy Nelson. I got to sing, um, since Jamie Sanders is the world's biggest Dolly fan, I got to work with Dolly on the Best Old Whorehouse in Texas soundtrack. It's right there on my resume. My mama is so proud, right? It says, Sing <laughs> Whore. Sing Whore. Karen Okay. That's <sighs> but anyhow, um, and then I found out I was a songwriter, and I was very lucky to have my first song that was ever recorded became um, a big hit for Patty Loveless. And uh, got a Grammy nomination, and that that was uh, how can I help you say goodbye? And then right around that time, our publishers put us together because they thought, well, each of these girls have a hit song on the radio. Stowe had a hit song with Shenandoah, and um, they thought, well, they're gonna they're gonna write some big country hit smash song. Mm-hmm. And, did that happen, though? It absolutely did not. <laughs> we got together. We, we, I can't tell you how. All I can remember 
is laughing at her house and yeah. as we wrote this hilarious song called Honey, I Want Your Money. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow Reba didn't cut it, Patty didn't cut it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, and then we we lost touch with each other. We lost track of each other for the next twenty two years. Mhm. It wasn't it wasn't really until um well, it was seven years ago that I had, um, that I was, seven years ago this month, I had a life-saving operation to rid myself of cancer. And um, when I came out of that, I just had this, I mean, the power of your thoughts for what you want is is amazing to me because I came out and I said, I want to get back and write with somebody again. I'm tired of writing by myself. And so I just asked God, I said, who should I write with? And it wasn't a week later that uh, a dear friend said, you know, I'm going to be filming Karen Taylor Good. Don't you know her? And I said, yeah, I haven't seen her in a long time. So I went with him to this thing, and we reunited. And I I didn't know it, but we were going to end up writing together. Yeah, it was pretty – it's been pretty magical ever since. I mean – we decided to try one time, and uh, we got together on a Tuesday and wrote a wonderful song. And the next Tuesday we got together, we wrote two amazing songs. Mm-hmm. And then we said, oh, my God, how about Tuesday and Thursday? And then pretty soon it was Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then it was every day, and then it was. And then somebody said, you guys sound pretty good singing together. Yeah. Why don't you do that? And then that's it. It's history. <laughs> <laughs> It's a total God thing. It's all like it really is. Well, it's been amazing. I mean, people, people, you just did the retreat for us. The, the year before, uh, Denise and Judy did the, our retreat, Fall Into the Stillness. And then this past um, one that we did, you guys were the, the keynotes. And so, it, I mean, these retreats are growing because of the energy that's presented. But, I mean, what I hear and even when you guys show, when I speak at Denise's church there at Unity Music City, you guys, if you're in town, you're not on the road, you're usually in the audience, which always means the world to me. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, a lot of people work together, but they don't like each other. But I really can say to the listeners, in the time that we, we spend together, whether it's in, in a church setting, a concert, retreat, or even, you know, hanging out at a Waffle House, you two really genuinely have a friendship, Correct. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't know what's the biggest blessing to me, the friendship or the songwriting or the um, singing. I, I mean, it's all, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. I always tell people I I do have a sister. I have a blood sister, but she doesn't like me very much. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister, my sister, so she gets me. <laughs> and, and, yeah, it, it's a beautiful thing to be a grown a well-grown woman, and have a, a sister, you know, a best friend sister. It's the best. Yeah. And and somebody who shares what you feel that your mission is. Yeah. And, you know, the, the longer I go, the more clear I am on why I'm here. And, uh, and it's lovely to be, you know, doing it side by side with my best friend. So, very good. That's just Denise. awesome. Then, you know, Denise, the do you feel that way? I wanted to ask what? I'm sorry. Do you feel that way with the creative 
end up with Judy being your partner. Yeah. You're a singer. Uh, she's a she's a songwriter, phenomenal music teacher. Um, I've never asked you. Have you written songs? And do you find that working together like that is something that adds to who you are? I mean, some people's egos don't want to work with other people. Right. So what's your take? Well, I so honor who Judy Blackwilder is and her whole musical genius that, Mm. you know, we write songs together sometimes. In fact, we wrote a song for this year as our theme song called Force for Good. And Mm. um, it's really pretty awesome. And, you know, it's, I, I think that one of the things that happens with us, and it's what I was wanting to ask uh, Stowe Good about, is the process of creating with another individual. It's different when you're doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And yes. so there's this give and take thing that happens with another individual. And I'm a kind of a woo-woo kind of girl, so what I say is the energy has to flow right or it just doesn't work. And I've tried to write songs with other people, and it did not flow the well it, the way it does when I write with Judy. So I would uh-huh. love to hear about that with you all, about how that energy flows between the two of you and you create together. Well, we, we have both had the experience of writing with lots of people. And I would say Karen was especially uh, promiscuous in her writing. <laughs> well... <laughs> The Nashville songwriting scene is based upon co-writing, mm-hmm. and a lot yes, of people find that very hard to understand because people like Bob Dylan, they write by themselves. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Webb writes by himself. But some reason, uh, for some reason, Nashville became this co-writing mecca. Yeah. Yes. And yes, I can, oh, my God, over the, I don't know, 30 years that I've been a professional songwriter, um, I cannot tell you how many people... I have co-written with, and sometimes it's like the world's worst blind date. Mm. Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> How do you do a political? You sit down and go, oh, God, I would like to get out of here really soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then um, and just people's styles, too. You know, there was a fabulous guy uh, that I wrote with one time. No name. No name. He was a, a hit songwriter, but his process was he needed to be talking and singing and playing all the time. Oh, my. So, yeah, and so my process is I need silence. I need to be able to hear something coming to me, you know. Right. Um, so the, the, the great news is that Stowe and I have a similar process somehow, um, it's a miracle. It is. It's a miracle. It's. I mean, it's very much like the kind of chemistry, that, or not, that you have with someone you know that you are you know dating or married sure. to. You know, you, you either have the chemistry or you don't. And uh, I, I had kind of gotten burned out on co-writing because there were so many bad, bad dates. <laughs> uh, yeah. And there, and there are some. Some people that you can write a song with, you can write a really great song, but you don't enjoy the process that much. And then other people you you couldn't write anything with. Um, but fortunately for us, it's it's quite easy. I mean, one of us merely has to have an idea, and the other one pretty much is is right there. Um, it's just it's so easy. I, I it's it's a god thing. All I can say. All I can say. Yeah, it is. All right. 
so what? Here's the question. I, I guess I, I've never thought of it to ask you when we're together, but when you're writing and someone comes up with a line and the other one doesn't like it, how do you how do you cross that place. and go? That stinks. <laughs> you, you do what? We make a face. <laughs> No, I I'll say this. Um, there's so much respect here that whoever says anything, it's immediately recognized. Like um, I'm usually at the. A lot of times, Stowe is at her guitar, and I'll step away from the keyboard and be at the the, the keyboard of the computer <laughs> of my laptop. And um, I know now to capture any word, any line that either one of us comes up with, because. It might not be the one that ends up in the song, um, but yeah, you know, still, it's a very, um, it's a delicate thing, you know. We've gotten to the point where we're we're not afraid. Like when you're writing with somebody new, oh, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Am I going to say this? What if they think it's the stupidest line they've ever heard yeah. ever? <laughs> so, so there's none of that anymore. But you have to be you have to be aware to go. You know, I may be thinking, gosh, Stowe, that's not my favorite line ever, mm-hmm. but I'm going to write it down because sometimes I'll come back around and go, oh, I get it. Yeah, same mm-hmm. here, yeah. Yeah, I, I try to um, I try to just live with every line that Karen comes up with or and even the ones that I come up with and, and say, you know, just kind of weigh it and see, well, you know, maybe it, it grows on you sometimes. <laughs> Well, so it's really a birthing process, right? The thing that comes up for me is it's a trust process. It's a trust process yeah, with yeah, yourself yeah. and with spirit, and it's a trust process with you sharing what's flowing through you with another individual. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I say a lot of stupid things, and I'm <gasps> very grateful to my friend for me too. still loving me afterwards. Still wanting to write this. <laughs> I'll say another thing that I'm loving uh, about this. It just it happens to be that the last two songs that we wrote, we were on a cruise ship a week and a half ago. Um, yes. And, and we, we wrote a song for the cruise. And that song and the one that we wrote yesterday for a beautiful organization called um, CASA, Court Appointed Special Advocates. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. I, my tendency, you know, we have a silly song called uh, Just Like Butter. And, yes. and the first line in my intro is, I used to write wrist-slitting ballads. <laughs> As my, ten- my tendency is to sit down to the piano and write something ballady and slow and that, you know, might help make people cry. But that's, right. not always, that's not always the best. You know, when we were on the ship, I, I gave Stowe some lyrics, and she said, well, we've just been in the Caribbean. I think this is supposed to be a Caribbean song. And she starts playing this amazing Caribbean beat. I went, yes, that's it. It's not a ballad. Wow. <laughs> and the one yesterday ended up being more like a rocky, a rock song. It's just great. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> this is a, I'm very, very grateful mm-hmm. that God, God put us together. And my friend is incredibly in tune with feelings and uh, the feelings of others. And I really admire that and honor that. So, and there's just so much that that we're both able to bring to to a song. So, so let's let's talk about the song yeah. that's on the 22 song double CD, Beautiful Brokenness. There's a song on there that's called Precious Soul. 
So tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about it, because when you're done telling us about how this song came about, what's the story behind it, we're going to play a little bit of it so the listeners can hear it as well. But tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how the creative process of Precious Soul came to be. Well, last year, uh, about a year ago, we were invited to to uh, sing at a uh, what you call it? a mental health facility, a mental health facility up in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, we were talking to the lady and asking her what you know what kind of songs do you think these folks would like, and and she said, well, you know these these precious people are people that come from very difficult backgrounds. They've experienced so much trauma in their lives and they live you know basically in a state without much hope and um you know they they don't love themselves right they feel unworthy and um yeah so when we hung up the phone with her this song just flowed out pretty much and we thought that we were writing it for those people and their sweet souls and of course in a big God wink, it turns out <laughs> we were writing it for our own sweet soul and maybe yours, guys, and maybe the people listening to. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to play the song, ladies and gentlemen, Precious Soul. We're going to give you a little snippet of this. So it will pique your interest to go to stowgood.com to purchase your double CD of Beautiful Brokenness. So let's have a listen to Precious Soul. song i've seen you guys perform it live and you know the interesting thing is to watch the people's reaction when they hear the song i mean some people have their eyes closed tears streaming down their cheeks because i think that mm-hmm. probably every one of us just wants that affirmed to us yeah. that who we are matters that we have value and so it's a, it's a beautiful song and um what has been the reaction that you've heard from people when you're performing it live mm-hmm. Well, like you say, a lot of a lot of people are in desperate almost need of that message and there are definitely tears and uh of course you see some people are are trying somehow trying to keep from hearing it. I don't know why, but you know it's it's interesting. Hard for to hear. But I, I would say it's a very positive response in general. Yeah, I think a lot of tears flow on this one. And somehow the whole So Good, ever since So Good got together, it it seems like if we had to boil down what our mission and message is, uh, is to remind people how loved they are, 
Um, mm-hmm. So this song fits really well into that, into our over overall message. You know, which is um, a, a song from our first album is called How Adored You Are. And right. uh, I, I think that started it. Yeah, you know, and isn't that really one of the messages that we, as a new thought group of people, have? And as you said, I have seen people try to share that message with people, and they could not take it in. It's hard. And it's interesting to me that you know that's such a hard thing in our world today to understand that we're worthy, mm-hmm. that we're yeah. precious. You know? Yeah. And I, I wonder where all of that comes from sometimes. I know a lot of it is our past and our conditioning and our culture, but, you know, I think what you all do with this music is help people touch that place inside of them that just words can't do alone. Because when you yeah. hear that music coming and those beautiful voices, it goes to that heart place and cracks you open a little bit, which mm-hmm. is what has to happen for people to really begin to hear that. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like we're cheating because we have because we have the music piece, you know, as a as a weapon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. But I, you know, I, I say what Jamie said earlier. I say on Sunday morning, you know, I'm just up there going blah, blah, blah. But if, if I can get someone to sing a song about whatever it is that I'm wanting to get across, that yeah. does mm-hmm. it every time. There's but something about music that just does yes. it. It does it every time. Yes, but I want to say this, and not that this is a mutual admiration society, but it is, that I so appreciate the two of you, mm-hmm. because you talk about a job that I wouldn't right. take. It would be not only being a minister of church, but being a minister of a new thought church in this world where, first of all, it's the most needed thing if everybody could just walk into a new thought church. This would be a fabulous world. Um, and yet you guys get a lot of grief for it, especially those that live in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. I won't say a lot about that. But especially those of us in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, I will have to say yeah. I agree. Maybe a little in Pensacola, Florida, too. But anyway, kudos to both of you, and God bless you for doing the work that you do. Yes. Well, Thank and you. again, God bless you and people like my partner Judy and other people that are out there that are willing to write music with with the same message because, mm. you know, some sometimes I think that people are willing to hear the music and with, before they are willing to hear Jamie or me or anybody else stand up and pontificate about it on any level. There's yeah. something kinder, kinder and gentler about the music coming at, than it yeah. is just a voice talking to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I have to add to this that I am a big believer in we teach best what we need most to learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I have to say, you know, like when we first started writing How Adored You Are, that was not easy for me to write that mm-hmm. because um, – that was not something I totally embraced, you know, how how adored I am. And mm-hmm. so uh, singing, making these songs the soundtrack of my life 
has been very powerful. Uh, it, it works for me, and of course, you know, I encourage other people to to watch what they listen to because you are creating a soundtrack that it mm-hmm. kind of helps you or not. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you guys find that when you write something that, I mean, because I'm sure a lot of the inspiration comes through whatever challenges and issues you may be facing in your own life, but do you ever find you've written something and, like, family members go, hey, hey, you went too far? Or you shared something that was so personal that, you know, sometimes when we hear things that are really personal, we feel like maybe we weren't supposed to know that or hear that. Do you ever get any grief from family and friends? That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. I think the last time I um, put a a personal situation in was um, about my daughter-in-law, Lisa, who you know now, Jamie, um, Mm-hmm. When I, yeah, I was, I realized in an instant that I had been keeping her at arm's length for like nine years, um, kind of because that's the way my my mama, unless you were one of her children, you could not get into her heart. You just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I grew up seeing that. And so here's Lisa, my wonderful daughter-in-law, who was nothing but sweet and wonderful and kind, but I kept her at arm's length until, like a year and a half ago, we had this phone conversation, and she blew me away with her intelligence and her sweetness, and I don't know. I hung up the phone, and I said out loud, Karen, let her love you. And the next thing I did was call Stowe, and I said, oh, oh, that's the song we need to write, you know. Um, but fortunately, Lisa has, because I always I always tell people before we do that song, which is one of the 22, but it's not one we chose to play today, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I always uh, in, I tell people the story about Lisa. And to answer your question, Jamie, she, um, she has not minded um, that I share that story with people. Yeah, it That's is um, cool. That is really, really amazing. And what I know, I mean, not that you have to have it validated here on the air, but, you know, I've I've built quite a friendship with her, and we speak almost every day or text and torture Mm -hmm. each other in one way or the other. And (laughs) it is, she genuinely does, she loves both of you, and um, she's always, like, your biggest cheerleader. So, you know, who could have asked for more than that than to have somebody, let alone called family, who really <laughs> cheers you on. So I think that's a beautiful thing. Stowe, I, I want to share something with you, and it, it may be it may be too personal, and I'm going to try not to tear up, but mm-hmm. when we were in Nashville and we were in the car together, we, I think we were all going somewhere to do something, maybe to go look at the lady design the CD cover. And um, your um, ex-husband called, and we had him on speaker, and you guys were talking and laughing, and it was, it was really... It was really something, and so um, some friends of mine who were who were married um, later when we were at Waffle House eating, uh, she said, "You know, if something ever happens to our marriage, I hope that we can be friends like Stowe and Peter." And it wasn't mm-hmm. like about a week and a half later that it, you know, that they've decided to end the marriage, but it was such. You know, we mean we realize things don't just happen; they happen just for all of that to transpire 
for all of us to to hear how you two still love each other and have a friendship and a bond and it's it laid the foundation for how these two are going to be able to do what they do and so i just want to say you know that that was an amazing an amazing experience witnessing um something so mm-hmm. simple you know that somebody the average person would go oh, i didn't oh she was talking to her, her ex-husband you know but so i want to thank you for that mm. well you're welcome <laughs> Um, yeah, how yeah. healing that can be for everyone to see. Peter calls it conscious uncoupling. Wow. I like that. Um, and, and did you hear what she calls Peter? My husband. Yes. Oh, yeah. we laugh about I'm, that all the time. Husband. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, <laughs> care for the X thing. <laughs> but, um so, Stowe, have yeah, you written I, anything, like when you wrote your book or a song that you may have written that someone in the family thought was too personal or you shared too much? Yeah, well, actually. <laughs> now that you bring it up. As Peter and I were going through um, splitting up, uh, a song kind of tumbled out, and uh, Karen helped me assemble it very well, um, called By Yourself. And I sang it for Peter and I don't I don't think he appreciated it very much, but uh, Yeah. But he came But it but yeah, I mean you know, it's a very personal song, so sometimes what are the lyrics? Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the path that's yours to take is for you and no one else. When you hit the road to your heart's place, you got to walk it by yourself. And I, I felt, uh, you know, the decision to split was, not, of course, not easy and came, um, you know, after almost dying. And, uh, and Peter was so supportive throughout all of that journey through cancer. But there was something in me, uh, I, I can't really explain it, except that it was just something deep inside that said you have to go you have to go by yourself now you need mm-hmm. you need to uh mm-hmm. yeah do it mm-hmm. and i think i think we, we all share, go through that yeah and we share my husband Dennis too <laughs> he, he loves her he loves her very much <laughs> And St. Dennis. We're <laughs> 35 years. Yeah, did you know that? 30, our 35th anniversary will be uh, on val- uh, Valentine's Day. I don't. How can you do that? You're only like 40 years old. <laughs> That's right. I was a child. Boy. And she's never home. That's the perfect marriage. I was going to say maybe that's why, you know? Who knows? <laughs> So a question I had for you all is how long do you kind of, when I'm thinking of a lesson that I want to create or a workshop that I'm doing, I kind of have an incubation period of allowing it to stir inside of me. How long does that happen for you all before a song actually starts coming to life? Like five minutes, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes that's true, and yet. I think our longest one, remember, waiting for you. Oh, yeah. We have a, a song that we hope will be used by people at memorial services and funerals. Um, right. Which is also on the new CD. 
It's called Waiting for You. And that one, that's the longest time. Mm-hmm. It just didn't want to be born all the way. Um, mm-hmm. It took, what, a couple of years maybe or a year and a half? That's probably a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so well, that's why I was born. asking because I know that, you know, even with, you know, all different kinds of songwriters, sometimes they say something just flows through them automatically and it just mm-hmm. happens, and sometimes it takes a while for it all to gel and come together. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you guys come up with new material every Sunday. I'm, that's scary. I'm in total awe. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that would just petrify me. <laughs> So good on both of you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Jamie, yeah. how do you so, do that? How do you incubate you with know, an idea? Well, that's what I, I was just thinking. You know, sometimes I can be driving in the car. I remember one time I was driving to speak in Dothan, Alabama, out in the middle of a cornfield driving, and this there was a song that came out by this young group called Hanson. You guys remember that little, they were little yes, teenage boys, and the song was called Oombop. Yes. And it was really like bubblegum. But I'm, I yes. turned the volume up, I had the windows down, and all of a sudden in that song I just began to weep because I heard God in that song. And the wow. song had no real words that had depth, but there was an energy right. and a vibration. So I can get inspiration from a billboard. I can, someone can say a line. You know, a lot of people say somebody would say something at a dinner time, and somebody go, what did you just say? And they'd write it down and use it as a song later. And so right. I believe that if we keep ourselves open, <clears throat> that the inspiration comes to us, as I say, seen and unseen sources will reveal mm-hmm. to us and tap us Absolutely. on the shoulder and say, there's your, there's your message for Sunday. And you don't always understand what you're going to do with it. You just know mm-hmm. some something, some ascended master, guardian angel, whatever, just said, hey, there's your, there's your topic. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it, it is always amazing to watch it happen. And so that's that's one of the neat things to me. So, ladies, let's talk a little bit more about um, some of the music on this CD, Beautiful Brokenness. There is a song called Enough. Tell us a little bit about Enough, and then I'm going to play a little segment for the listeners on this one as well. Oh, wow. Well, this, although So and I have now, oh, we haven't counted up how many songs we've written, but, you know, in the hundreds now. Um, this one, if you had to ask us what's your one favorite song at the moment, this is the one. Um, it came, oh gosh, okay, so we were, um, last, a year ago, December, we were in Lake Tahoe on a stopover because um, we were in California, and, and so had a very wonderful cousin named Claire mm-hmm. who put us up in her beautiful home in Lake Tahoe. And she was feeding us great food, and we had two lovely soft beds. And So Claire is an interfaith minister, and it turned out that on Wednesday night she was leading a meditation group. And Stowe came to me and said, well, I'm going to go. What about you, Karen? Well, Karen's little committee in my mind was kind of going nuts, going, oh, I'm not such a great meditator, and really not with groups, but... God, she's been such a wonderful hostess. Okay, I'll go. So I go, and there's about eight or ten of us sitting in a circle, and she says, well, this is going to be a different kind of meditation. Um, it's actually going to be surrounding all about poetry. And my little committee goes nuts again. It goes, oh, my God, 
Not only is it meditation, not only is it group, but it's about poetry. And I know poetry. So, yeah, so I'm like, I have my arms folded around me, and I'm like, no, this is going to be the worst hour of my life. I'm just going to have to sit here and deal with it. Okay. So the poem was a poem called Enough by a poet named David White. And it was read four times during the hour, and each time it was read, I sobbed harder. Wow. I had snot running down. The snot was running down my face. <laughs> I, I have, it was so profound and amazing. And then my amazing partner, Stowe, came up with some gorgeous music, um, and she, she started the song, which we finished in a hotel room somewhere on a um, but I just, oh, I can't tell you how much this song means. I know to both of us. But, you know, if anybody else out there is a perfectionist, if you've done your vision boards and you've done your affirmations and, and maybe not everything has happened yet and you're feeling like, I must not be doing this right because I've not been on Oprah yet. Because <laughs> I'm, I haven't had a, a, a song in a movie. Uh, all the all the shoulds and the, you know what? Possibly everything that you've done and the way that you are right now in this moment, in this moment is not only, it's perfect. It's exactly what you were meant to accomplish. And it's enough. Mm. Wow. And you know what I'm hearing is what a perfect example for those of us listening in about getting out of our own way. You know, we get, we're so sure we don't like this or we don't like that. I mean, everybody knows me knows I do not like sweet potatoes. I don't like them. I don't want to eat them. I don't even want to lick them. And just recently I went to some people's house. Uh, they were camping out at the beach and she made steak and sweet potatoes. And I looked at it and I said, I, I guess I can't be rude. I had to eat that damn sweet potato. And it wasn't bad. <laughs> But I, I'm not waking up in the middle of the night craving it. You know what I mean? But, I mean, sometimes we have to get out of our way because the universe is always trying to bring us to our highest and best and to our good. So I'm going to play a segment of the song Enough from Beautiful Brokenness. Have a listen. Down, 
and that is S-T-O-W-E-G-O-O-D.com. And this newest CD, which you'll find other CDs available on the site, the newest one, the double one, is Beautiful Brokenness. So, that is a very moving song to me. It is. And, um, you know, I can see why it would have got you your emotions going. And that's what I think, too, about... I think our filters of taking things in, we were talking earlier at the beginning of the show, that some people can hear music and it appears they feel nothing. I'm always amazed when I look. Um, I was watching something, I was flipping channels the other night, and they were doing, um, I love to watch um, the Nashville channels where they have the family reunions. They take the old uh, stars who had big hits and they all gather together Mm. and they tell their memories and they sing and Mm. You know, some of the people are up there singing, and I, I watch, you know, the people, and some people didn't even tap their foot, and they're performers and songwriters and singers, and so, you know, even at church, sometimes I look around, and, and there's people who take it in on such a level, um, you know, it's like when, when I speak at, at Unity of Music City, and usually while the service is going on, I'm watching Judy at the <laughs> piano, because... <laughs> It is just the most entertaining thing to me to watch the energy that comes through her mm-hmm. while she's, and I don't know that she's aware people are watching her, and then the no, same thing when Denise not. is on the stage. Denise gets up on the stage, and I, I'm always just blown away by, um, you never seem nervous, you never seem um, that you're, you're concerned, and, and so I think that it's the way our, things go through our filters, that you either feel things so deeply, which some people, you know, when I was growing up would say, you know, oh, you're, you're just so overly sensitive. And I used to think that was a, a bad thing. But you realize mm-hmm. later there are people who feel nothing or at least won't allow it to be seen that they feel something. Mm-hmm. So I think with what, what all of us are doing, whether it's through speaking, I mean, all of us sing, all of us, you know, I mean, I've tried to write. I haven't completed a song yet. But... I think we're even getting up and doing the speaking, that there's something about it that is letting spirit flow through you yeah. And, yeah. and not really having to care if anyone, you know, you may not always get a standing ovation. You may not always, but there's something about willing to give of yourself. So I, I want to hear the two of you speak to that about, I've asked you before, one-on-one, sitting sitting around, at, you know, at retreats and restaurants, do you two get it how you affect people's lives with your music even in the stories that you tell during a service and folks if you're listening these two are not just musicians but when they do an, an appearance their stories there is interaction with with the the people who are there and it's very moving so if you're looking to have them come to your church to your event you can contact them through the website stowgood.com as well and then denise i want you to share that too about the, the process of when spirit is flowing through you, what it's like. So, uh, Stowe, you wanted to go first, then Karen, and then Denise, share your, your take on that as okay. well. You know what? It's Karen. I just want to say on behalf of Stowe that because she's very um, humble, but I, I can't tell you how many people come up after they've heard Stowe read from her book and talk about her life who are so inspired and who take her story about getting past all this fear that she used to deal with and live with um, 
you know, not only it's a very dramatic story about her overcoming um, cancer when she wasn't supposed to live, but yes, I, I have. You asked Jamie if do you do you get it though how how powerful your presence and your honesty and your your message is? Probably not, but that's well. Get it. That's okay. okay. Get it. <laughs> My prayer, my prayer, on a daily basis basis is how how may I be of service, and um, so you know I want I want to get it. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. You said something earlier that made me think of you know talking to any of those who are listening. I believe that we are all creators on some level. And uh, one of the most powerful uh, gifts that I believe that we can give ourselves is permission to be who we are. And and whatever it is that you do, um, you know, feel free to do it the way that you see it, the way that you dream it. And, I, I mean, I spent so many years... Uh, I mean, I started I started writing songs when I was 11, and, and those songs just came out of my heart, and it was so much fun. And when it became not fun was when I tried to do it as a business in Nashville, and I tried to make everything, you know, into what the radio wanted. And then it it, it kind of sucked, you know, I found it to be soul-sucking. <laughs> and um, <laughs> anyway, I, I think, uh, you know, Coming close to death made me see how important it is to uh, to accept myself as who I am and to to write the way you know that I feel. And my uh, my best friend here um, allows that. You know, I mean, she and she allows everyone that she works with mm-hmm. to do that. I think that's very beautiful. Um, so. and, and in our last album, we had a line that says. <laughs> Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Right? So, so that's the message for everybody listening. There's only one you, for heaven's sake. I don't know if I answered your question. I think I maybe I didn't. But, no, uh, I think you did. I mean, I, I guess the thing is, is, you know, I don't, you know, for myself, and which we want to hear from Karen and Denise here in a second, but I think for myself, you know, people will stop you after you've spoken at something and they'll come up and, you know, they corner you for a second and they tell you, oh, you know what I mean? They'll go, oh, you were, you know, you just really touched me or um, Mm -hmm. your message just, you know, you were speaking directly to me. And I realize sometimes I'm looking at them like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because (laughs) what what I know is, I wasn't even talking to you. I was talking to me. Uh-huh. You know, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. You just happen to be here. So I wondered sometimes if you guys are singing for yourself and we just happen to be there. Because I, I, I don't take, you know, as much as the spirit and the soul or the child and us longs for that stamp of approval that somebody actually saw me, which was what, you know, to me what I hear about the Precious Soul song, is and then when it's given to us, sometimes we feel embarrassed and unworthy to accept it. You know, and I used to make smart-ass comments. I would say, "Oh, I should have my own TV show." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I realized, oh, what I was really supposed to say was, "Thank you, thank you." Yeah. But it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So, Karen, what, do you, what what about for you? I mean, is it? Do you get it? And when you, I mean, when you heard Patty Loveless 
do your song when you realize that you were nominated for a Grammy? Is it, as the song we just played, is it ever enough? Yeah, I'm starting to get it, Jamie. Yeah, I really am. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I, I just, I think we're all given these special gifts, right, that are only ours. And oddly enough, one gift that I was given a long time ago that I used to not think was a gift but was a detriment was something about my voice that helps people cry. And right. th- there was a time when I was singing jingles in Chicago, and all I, you know, I, I was singing really important things like taco salad, ooh, what a treat, made just <laughs> for you in a bowl you can eat. Taco Bell. <laughs> It's just made for you, yeah. And so uh, I I would go to um, auditions, and what I really wanted was a a Saturday morning Barbie doll kind of commercial because those ran forever, and I knew they would pay giant bucks. And I would go in. It never failed. I would go in and sing the sweet little song that they had written, and then there would be a pause. And then from inside the control room where the whole – music team and the whole advertising team were in there and they would say, Karen, can you sing that any other way because we're all in here crying and that's not going to work. <laughs> and I would go, come on, God, you know, why did you give me this voice that makes people cry and all I want to do is sell Barbie dolls? Um, and of course, then I learned that I was a songwriter and then I started being given songs that might help people to cry, and it was a very lovely thing to have this little quirk about my voice. So I think God has such a cool sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. I and so, Denise, Denise, do you ever, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it, but a lot of people hear songs and they didn't ever have a clue who wrote them. But do you remember the Patty Loveless hit, How Can I Help You Say Goodbye? Oh, I do, and I've heard Karen sing it as long as, Oh, I've heard Patty Loveless sing it, and it's just a beautiful exactly. Beautiful and I mean, I was song. a I was a teenager, and I remember being uh, in the car with my mom going to Tallahassee to visit my grandmother, and I remember the song came on the radio, and it literally took my breath away because yeah, it 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 went so deep because it went from different scenarios, you know, watching mm-hmm. your best friend as you drive away, and then your you know your husband's leaving, and then your mother's passing. I mean, it was like, holy moly. But I never, right. I just, you know, you, as you're a kid, you just assume, well, Patty Loveless must have wrote that. And then years later, to <laughs> meet Karen, and she starts to sing it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, I mean, it's like, oh, my God. And that thing, my best friend Jamie, that's the line. My best friend Jamie and the thing, and I was like, it's a sign from God. You know what I mean? And so that's what I go about. There's a, everything's woven together. So little would you ever think that that song when you were a teenager moved you to tears and that later you would have this friendship and this relationship with the songwriter. And I remember when I was in Nashville one day, Karen and I went for lunch and we ate, you know, above some, I think it was Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. It was a barbecue place next to the Ryman. And we went for a ride and she said, we parked and she rolled the windows down in in the car and she said, I want to play you. Um, the song, and it was something that she and Stowe had done. I hadn't met Stowe yet, and I remember it. It just I wanted to sob in the car because it was about, um, you know, that's how the light gets in, and 
you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just thought, I said to Karen, I remember saying, you have always been amazing on your own, but there is something mystical and magical with you two coming together with your songwriting and your voices. And I say it every time I see them together. It's, mm-hmm. it's not by chance. And so, Denise, share with me what do you get it when on Sunday mornings when people come up and say, you know, you really touched me, or when you sang, um, it, it really moved me. I mean, do you hear it, or you just go, thank you, thank you, and just move on? You know, I used to just say thank you, thank you, and move on, because uh, the interesting thing that has happened for me over the years is people will say to me, you know, that was very inspirational, and when you said blah, 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 and I'll go, I don't even remember saying blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I used to have extensive notes and go back through them and go, there was no way that I said blah, blah, blah. So mm. it, I began to understand that everybody hears what they need to hear and that I'm just right. the vessel. And, yeah. you know, you were asking about the fear thing. I even spoke to that last Sunday morning because I said, you know, if anybody had told me when I was in high school and college and trying to get through speech class without fainting that I would be speaking every Mm. Sunday morning, I would have gone, you are kidding me. Right. Wow. But, you know, as as fate and synchronicity would have it, the woman who used to be the minister of this church, Patricia Ryder, asked me to quit a job where I was a school psychologist for the School for the Blind in Nashville and to come and work for her, and I started on a Monday and she left on a Tuesday. And so, you know, I I was going to be over the music program and the chaplains and the youth program, and what I found from Tuesday till Sunday is I was it. Wow. And as Karen is talking about, you know, dealing with her voice thing, I up close and personal had to deal with this speaking fear thing. It was like, okay, well, this is a cosmic joke that... <laughs> I'm going to be, because when I asked the board, so who's going to speak on Sunday morning? You are. I'm like, all righty. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, so having to do this every week and get and walk through my own fears mm-hmm. is the same thing that I'm hearing from Stowe and from Karen is that, you know, we we have to work through our own, what I call our own soul salvation. Right. And, I love, Jamie, when you say, I'm not talking to you all, I'm talking to myself. I say that all the time. I say, I'm just up here blabbing, and you all just get to hear the conversations that go on in my head. You know, (laughs) this is not about me trying to convince anybody of anything, or it is me working out my own stuff, and I just get the pleasure of doing it in public on some level. And and I think mm-hmm. that about their music and Judy's music and anything that, Jamie, you and I have ever done, people get to see our process of mm-hmm. life up close and personal. And to me, it has become a very sacred thing to yeah. stand up on Sunday morning and allow Holy Spirit to flow through me. And sometimes the most bizarre things come out, and I'm like, I didn't even mean to even talk about that but it's the thing that somebody in the audience needed to hear and so it's my trust walk every sunday morning if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah i I grew up with with all these go ahead negative uh voices you know and and i 
regularly for most of my life repeated them back to myself, you know, that my voice is not good enough, I'm not a good mm-hmm. speaker, I my guitar playing is average, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. And um, I really very clearly one day received kind of what I call a download message, and it's not, it wasn't for me, and it said, it is not about your voice. It's not about your guitar playing. It's not about your songs, and it's not about your stage presence. All you have to do, Stoling, is show up. Yeah. And I ministering to people when you look at them. So when I, whenever, if ever, I go into any kind of fearful place on stage, I call to, I bring to mind that message, and know that. All I have to do is just be there. I'm, I'm an instrument to be used, and I, and my my intention in the what's left of my life is to be a messenger of love. So yeah, that's that's really the biggest thing I'm doing, and and I love doing the music and all that along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, so what let's about talk about another you? song. Well, okay. like I said, uh, I think that it's it's. It's all the same, um, you know, one of the things I find myself doing when I'm done, as soon as I walk away from the <clears throat> the stage that I'm speaking on, people will say to me, I saw you mumble something, what was it? And it's always, thank you, God. As I'm walking away, I, I mumble under my breath, thank you, God, because, you know, that was one of the things, too, that's really been on my mind a lot lately is that, you know, we're teaching the um, Edwin Gaines Prosperity book right now, and I remind people that when Jesus prayed, he always would say, um, thank you, Father, for I know that you have heard me, to close the prayer. Mm-hmm. Which, But he also, you know, he knew that you, you just had to know that it was already done. You know, instead of saying, please, mm-hmm. you know, pay my rent, pay my rent. And he would say, you know, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, the financial energy flows to me with ease and grace for me to do and honor all my financial obligations. And I thank you, Father, Mother, God, in advance, for I know that you have heard me. So the key, too, is thanking in advance for what you want. So mm-hmm. I do a before service, even when I will go up to speak. You know, I will I will do my little thing off in the corner for a second and say, you know, I call upon the whole Partridge family, the Ascended Masters, <laughs> Guardian Angels, Jesus, Joseph, Mary, you know, I call on all of them to work with me and through me. So I do trust it. I'm never afraid to speak. The speaking is never a fearful thing. The the part we where have you a feel gift. to I feel naked when I sing. It is very personal. Mm. It is very, mm. you know, um, I always say, I think I said it to um, Karen and Stowe recently. I said, you know, if you're talking, you can clear your throat, take a drink of water. But if you're in the middle of a song and all of a sudden you break out into a yodel, it's kind of hard to you correct can. that. <laughs> Yeah. So it just, but you trust the process. So let's. Uh-huh. We, we've only got about like thirty minutes left, and I want to talk a little bit about. We got two other songs I want to play and talk about. So let's talk mm-hmm. about how did the song "Give It Away" come about, and what does it mean to the two of you? Well, take it, Stowe. Well, I think <laughs> I, uh, I think it's the nucleus of it started. Well, I, I would have to say it started with the two of us because we've been um, also studying the Edwin Gaines um, for spiritual principles of prosperity, and um, and we and we do practice tithing. Uh, so that was in our consciousness, I believe. And 
But one day I just saw something on Facebook. I, I was just like scrolling through the feed, and I saw something that had "Give It Away" written like you know a dozen times. And uh, I think as I was getting made up that day, I just started making it up. <laughs> and I brought it to Karen. Of course, she added all the the cuteness to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, it's so we're gonna. Yeah, it's it's simple. The music will the, the it's song simple, will speak. It's simple, but it it's got a powerful message to it. And that's the that's the other thing too is the the whole idea that I guess sometimes we think that, um, like I said about hearing that song by those teenage boys that day, that really had no no depth to the lyrics, but the vibration. So even the simplest mm-hmm. songs, you know what I mean? Even even some of the ones like that, you know, people like who are friends with all of us, Karen Drucker, when she wrote "Thank You for This Day." It's not a complicated song, but there is a high vibration. And so that's why I say we have to be open and receptive to hear music. You know, we have a a person that attends here, and she says all the time, I don't like music of any kind. And so I turned to her one day, and I said, turn around and look behind you. We were on the front row. And I said, it's not about you. Look at the people. And I don't know that she got it, but she'll sit there with her arms folded while the opening stuff is going on. And, and I, I, there's a part of me that feels, I don't like to say I feel sorry. I have deep compassion for her. That's what I'm going to say. If you can't feel music. So I'm going to play a little bit of the song, give it away. So if you're listening, once again, folks, the CD, double CD, 22 songs by Stowe Good is Beautiful Brokenness, and you can find it. It is available on their website at www.stowgood.com. And here we are with Give It Away. But then, my 
my favorite thing is coming up in the second verse where it says, it's a common path. People do the math, think they'll end up with zero. Oh, no. <laughs> but you don't subtract what you're given back. Direct deposit to your soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Which it's, leads yeah, us to a good point fun. to talk about, <clears throat> I think, is yeah. I, I, I think all of us on this this show today are, are givers. I, I believe that we practice giving, we practice tithing, um, and you know, we want people who are listening to understand that, you know, Edwin always says people think it's some way that a minister manipulates people to get into their pockets. But the truth is, mm-hmm. you know, for us to receive goodness from the universe, any kind of goodness, you have to be an open vessel. And to be an open vessel, mm-hmm. you must also pour things out of that same vessel so that you enrich mm-hmm. the lives of others. And if you give and you give with a resentful attitude, a resentful heart, mm-hmm. you have blocked the blessings. And so, do mm-hmm. you find um, that when you're when you're on the road, you guys you guys put on a phenomenal concert, but you also, I mean, you have product for sale at the tables, and and people rush back. I mean, I watch they rush back to buy um, the CDs, the books. Do you realize that it it is a that is a form of giving, even though the people are having to purchase these things, but mm-hmm. also you gave of your spirits in the mm-hmm. songwriting and the books, mm-hmm. all of that. That's cool. Thank you for yeah. pointing that out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I like that. Okay, it is our great pleasure to give uh, what we have. We love it. And well, yeah, because the scripture says, do what? What does it say? I said no, it what does shows. The scripture say? Uh-huh. Well, the scripture says it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So therefore, if we can't give with a with an open heart, you darn sure can't receive with one. You know what I mean? So it, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I mean, even when we pay our bills and complain about it, it's to you know I always say I take my bills when I I write the checks and I put them in the envelope and I put the stamps on it. I take all of them in my hand on the way to the mailbox and I smack uh-huh. them between my hands, and it's like this energy surges through it, and I go, "Thank uh-huh. you, God." I mean, I'd rather go spend it somewhere else and buy crap, but I thank you, God, <laughs> that I have the ability to pay my financial obligations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there's, a, there's another part of that, of course, as you all know, which leads us to the last song that you were going to play. Because, so if it is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom wouldn't it help if we were able to ask for what we want? <laughs> yeah. Why is, so. It so, why is it so difficult for me, you, so all of us to ask? I mean, from, from our loved ones and certainly from the universe and God. You know, every time we, before we do the song Ask, we say, how many people in the audience have trouble asking for what they want? Every hand in the room goes up. Mm-hmm. So, gosh, I, we would love to help people get better at asking. Mm-hmm. And we would, as we would love to be better at asking. Exactly. <laughs> well, don't you think that some of us were taught to not do that? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know in my family of origin, you know, I was given interesting little uh, tidbits about asking, and you can't ask for too much, and 
You know, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I think it depends on how you've been raised. And my parents didn't uh, raise me that I could even have a conversation with the universe or God or anybody else. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was not it was not part of what I was taught that I could ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're afraid we'll be it's selfish, right? Or, mm-hmm. Well, yes, most definitely. And if you are not taught that you can ask, and if you ask and you get your hand slapped when you're younger, you mm. finally decide, no, I'm not going to ask because Aww. the answer is going to be no. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think it was so deeply ingrained in me. I mean, like I wouldn't, even if I was freezing, I would not ask someone to turn up the heat or give me a sweater mm. or, you know, I just would go without right. before I ask. Yeah, so it's asking not only for what you want but what you need. You mm-hmm. know? Sure. I mean, if I were God, I would want to hear this from my people. And I think the interesting, the interesting concept about that is, you know, and so I'm, you know, I'm hearing it in my own head, is I think sometimes when we were raised in traditional religion, which this show is not called religion today, it's called spirituality, but it's about realizing that some of us were had a ingrained in us that God was basically the universal catalog of give me this and give me that. And mm-hmm. so I think it's 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 really when you want to, you have to also have the mindset of balancing the universal scales of I cannot just ask to receive my entire life, but to also to rewire the brain. And instead of saying what can I get, because I think that's a mentality that a lot of us have, Instead of what can I get, but the first conscious thought as a spiritual being in a human body is what can I give, where can I serve? Because that's mm-hmm. literally what the, what the scriptures say is that is when the windows of heaven will open. But if we're always saying, dear God, <laughs> pay my mortgage, <laughs> I want a Gucci <laughs> pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And then, but not one time have we said, reveal to me today where I could be of service. What could I give, whether it's a smile? And so that's why bringing this up to people who are listening, we all have desires and dreams of things that we would like to experience, and there's nothing wrong with it. That's what my teacher says. There's, you don't even have to explain why. You just want it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so my thing is is to also to go, as I, the thing says, as I give, so shall I receive, and I love that because what I got, it took years to get it. It didn't say when you give and one day if you give, but the the key word is as I'm giving, so shall I receive. And so I I really think it's about, yes, we do have to ask the universe. Um, Edwin says all the time, you wouldn't call up Sears and say, send me something you think I'd like. You have to be specific, (laughs) the color, the size, what page it's on. And so we have to get specific as spiritual beings. You know, we'll say somebody says, I want to, you know, I want the person of my dreams. Well, what's that look like? I mean, did you say dreams? It could be a not-so-good dream. So you get really clear, someone who's thoughtful and kind and doesn't whore around behind my back. And you know what I mean? Get clear on what we want. As we ask, so shall. As we ask, as we give, so shall we receive. Ooh, there's a church for you right there. There it is. Preach it. Hallelujah. All right. So I'm going to play the song, Ask. And again, we're going to play this song. It is from, I'm like a repeat record, Beautiful Brokenness, double CD, 22 songs by Stowgood. 
and it can be found on their official website at stowgood.com. Under the store, there's other CDs. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, once you hear one of the CDs that these two have done, even the stuff they've done on their own, you will want the entire collection because it will rock your world in body, mind, and spirit. So here's a taste of the song, Ask. here at blogtalkradio.com under Jamie Sanders. You can hear archive shows. You'll hear this broadcast in its entirety later this evening. There's other episodes Denise and I have done. And so we want you to also write down, in case you missed it already, stowgood.com and look for the newest CD, Beautiful Brokenness. It's just come out. Um, it's, it's an awesome thing to have in the, in the car double CD and the music just plays and plays. I have mine on repeat and it inspires me when I'm driving to work every day. So let's talk again for just a few minutes about, let's share with the people, um, first of all, let's talk about stowgood.com. What can people find on your website when they go there? Is there a listing of upcoming events and the store? What else is on the website? Yeah, we do have upcoming events on there and, and, uh, well, there's a link to the TEDx talk that we did, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. We were then the 117-year-old woman. Uh, now we are the 122-year-old woman. <laughs> we age twice as fast as everybody else, you see. That is our combined age. Yeah. <laughs> and our calendar, and uh, we try to have um, uplifting tidbits for people mm-hmm. so they'll want to come visit. Yeah, so what is on our calendar? Um, oh, we're heading for Florida um, on the You're here on 17th. March 5th, I know that. <laughs> right. So we start out in Fort Myers on the 19th, and then we're in Tampa for the Posse Music Festival, um, which is a fabulous event. People could go check out Empower Music and Arts or EmpowerMA.com. Um, yeah, that, that's a great, great event. And then we're doing a concert in the Villages in Florida after that. On the 2nd, is it? March 2nd. Yeah, and then we come to, uh, and then we come to Jamie in Pensacola, which it seems to be missing on the, but it'll be there 
momentarily. <laughs> yeah, then we come to Pensacola. All right, so people that are listening, if they if they are a part of a spiritual community and they're interested in having the two of you come, where would they contact? They would just contact you through the website to talk about what it would take to bring you to that area, correct? Yes, and thank you for asking. Yeah, the, just go to the website, and you can write info at com. That's probably the easiest. Yeah, we would love to come. Um, our favorite thing is to share this music and our workshops and Sunday morning messages. And concert. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Denise, anything you've got? I know you've always got something going on and really powerful at, at Unity of Music City. Anything you want to share with the listeners? We are working towards an event on April the 8th called Nashville Chooses Peace. Last year was the first time for that event, and that will be again this year, which it is a culmination of many different people and many different faiths and many different belief systems. And what we ask for the day is that you come and stand with us in a circle of peace. And the day culminates at 3 o'clock with a large human peace symbol that we have mm-hmm. a drone that takes a picture of it. Of it. Wow. And, um, we have that on our website and on our Facebook page right now from last year, and our goal is to at least double or triple the amount of people. Last year we had right at 300 people in the peace symbol, mm-hmm. and we want to have at least 550 or more this year. So that's April wow. the 8th. April the 8th? April the 8th, uh-huh, and it's Nashville Chooses Peace. We have people from the school system and people from the government and Um, I just had a friend of mine who is an African-American minister over close to Tennessee State University, and he's bringing his choir to sing on that day. So it's going to be kind of cool. It's an exciting day. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, I want you to hold. time, just come by and join us. So. Well, I'm going to look at my calendar. I mean, I've got a lot going on, but I I would really love to be there for that event. That sounds awesome. And yeah. um, I do want to ask you guys if you would please, I leave this coming Sunday morning at 9 o'clock to fly to New York City, and then uh, Monday evening at 11.50 I fly to Tel Aviv to go to Jerusalem. And um, wow. I'm a little right. nervous and a little excited all at the same time, and it'll be the first time yeah. that I've ever uh, been to Israel and to have a tour of the Holy Land, and and then I fly back and I'm home a few days, and then I go for like 13 days to Unity Village, and then I leave Unity Village and go speak with the wonderful Reverend Becky Whitehead at Unity of Omaha <laughs> on Sunday, yeah. March 19th, and then when I come home, I'm going to put my feet up for a while. But you guys, you hold should. Me prayer, I'll be holding all of you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So uh, any closing comments, uh, Karen and Stowe, that you'd like to make to the listeners who have been listening today? And and I just want to say before we go, just thank you so much for taking the time. You guys, I mean, like you said, you just got back from a cruise. I know sometimes you'd like to put your feet up, too, so we appreciate both Denise and I, you taking the time to do this today. Oh, it was our great pleasure and our honor. No, yes. Thank you so much. It's all about pretty much our prayer is, help us get this music out, you know. It's obviously being given to us for a reason, and um, we just, we we can't wait to share it with with more people. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank what you. Do you, do you have something, Stowe? No, I'm, I just echo what you say. 
we are grateful to you for um, for helping us get our music out, Jamie and Denise. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we just so, think it's folks, fabulous, and everybody should hear it. <laughs> and folks, if you're listening, all of us, all four of us, are on Facebook. You can find Karen and Stowe on their own pages, Karen Taylor Good, Stowe Daily. You can also find them under Stowe Good, uh, Unity of Music City, Unity of Pensacola, uh, Jamie Sanders, Denise Jurgen. Dr. Judy Blackwelder, we're all on Facebook. Look us up, say hi, tell us how you're enjoying the show. We do want to remind you in closing, double CD, Beautiful Brokenness by Stowe Good, can be found at stowgood.com. And also, if you're curious to see them in action, there's also videos on YouTube of them doing some phenomenal um, work, so be sure to check that out. We're going to leave you today in closing with one of my favorite songs. It's by Dr. Judy Blackwelder. It's called Blinded by the Spirit. I use it often to close because it feeds my soul. Until next time, remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and keep spreading the light.